Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. Now, do you know when alarm bells go off for me? It's when anyone promises me that it's going to be easy and that anyone can do it. You know, be it about weight loss or making radical changes to your diet, investing money or learning a new skill. I'm always wary when I hear, oh, it's just going to be so easy. The world, and especially the online world, is full of offers like this, promises of easy fixes to big challenges that we undertake. And my dad, I hear my dad's voice in my head saying, if it sounds too good to be true, Amelia, it most likely is. <laughs> He's a bit of a cynic sometimes. But I, you know, I still, I know that I have fallen for a few things in my time where I really should have known better, but I was just so keen for something to be easy. I think that renovating and building your home can be a bit like this. There are loads of people out there that are offering to make it easy and they're telling you that it's easy and they're telling you that anyone and anywhere can do it and can do it well uh, regardless of skill or experience and they're offering their own brand of magic pill. And I have a bit of a belief about this magic pill that's based on my experience of uh, the last 20 plus years. I actually don't think that there is a magic pill when it comes to renovating or building. But, and it's a big but, this doesn't mean that your project has to be a disaster or that you have to resign yourself to a journey of nightmares, budget blowouts and a horrible experience. It's not one or the other. It's not, you know, easy magic pill or terrible, horrible experience. There is there is a different route. And, and I do firmly believe that renovating and building can be simplified and you can minimize the stress and you can avoid the headaches and the pitfalls and you can have an enjoyable experience. And I can promise you that when you do get it right, it is all so worth it. But first, you need to know something really important, because knowing this is how you can stay sane during your renovation or building project. This thing to know, it's about who you will be when you renovate or build your home, because who you will be and how you will behave in your project might actually take you by surprise, and it will fundamentally impact your project and how well it goes. And that's what this episode is all about. So let's dive in. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. Now there's something that I see happen for many homeowners when they're embarking on and they're executing their renovation or their new building project and it's this. They're totally surprised at how stressful it is and how stressed they get. They totally underestimated that it was ever going to happen. And you may be saying, yes, yes, Amelia, we know that it's going to be stressful. (laughs) But still, I think you might be surprised at why it's stressful. You know, whatever your renovation or your building budget is, I guarantee that it's going to be a lot of money for you. However, whatever amount it is, it's going to be a lot of money for you because my experience of working with home, you know, with hundreds and hundreds of homeowners, when they're renovating or building their family home, uh, the amount of money that they're spending, the amount of money that they decide to spend, it's significant and it's meaningful and it's a big amount to them and their financial position. 
and like anything else that impacts your lifestyle and your finances so significantly and that you haven't done before, um, the fact that there's so so much at stake makes it all a really big deal. But it's not just because it's so much money, okay? It's not because it's just so much money that renovating or building can be stressful. The surprise about the stress actually comes about for a few reasons. Now, it particularly happens to homeowners who pride themselves on being organized and calm and efficient. Uh, You know, they might be that way at work. They might be like that in their family life, as parents, as friends. Um, But when they're not able to be that way in their renovation or building project, uh, they get really stressed and it really surprises them. Another reason is the potential conflict that can come about with others that you're renovating or building with, because many couples get surprised at how differently they handle the process of building or renovating. You know, one may feel that they're having to take on all the responsibility of doing the work and then, you know, the other doesn't and they just sort of come in at the last minute and then they derail all of that research and planning that you've done. Um, Or there may be arguments because there's just so many choices to be made and you've got different tastes and different ideas about most things or it may be just because you simply can't agree on what the budget will be or what you're going to invest in or what's going to have value uh, and where your budget should be prioritized. Now I've got three things that I want you to remember when it comes to understanding reasons why stress happens in projects and 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 the stress that really takes homeowners by surprise. And this is this is what I see happen for people and it's what it's what it's the stress that gets underestimated, okay? So the first is that there is a huge amount of emotion that's caught up in the whole idea of home, you know, what home means to us and what our attachment to it is. And creating change to a home, uh, you know, can bring its own cocktail of emotions that we can totally underestimate the power of. Number two that catches people by surprise is that, you know, when you're renovating or building, you're not only dealing with your dreams and with your hopes and your aspirations and your fears, um, but you're also dealing with status and personal identity. You know, we have a lot of that. All of those things are all wrapped up in our idea of home and what we create in our newly finished, renovated or built homes. And often that that cocktail of stuff will also cloud our rational judgment no matter how balanced we try to remain and number three is that people are people first okay before anything else we're all people we're all humans dealing with humans and emotions can get out of hand as people differently they act differently whilst under stress Uh, and so even if you're dealing with businesses as you build or renovate you're you're dealing with professionals who are operating inside businesses. Everyone's a person first and, you know, their behavior and your behavior can be, can be completely impacted and changed by what you're going through personally and how you're reacting to that. Now, in 2016, uh, the website House actually ran a survey across 10 countries, uh, Australia, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Russia, Spain, Sweden, the UK and the USA. If we're going to be specific, there was continents in there, wasn't there? Not just countries. <laughs> you know, there were almost 6,000 people who responded to this survey and it was about how they'd handled the stress of building or renovating their homes and how it had impacted their relationship as a couple doing the project together. I'll pop a link in the show notes so that you can read about the survey results yourself if you're interested. Um, But there were some really key points in it that 
that I personally see happen for families and couples all the time when they're building or renovating their homes. And I've also experienced them personally myself when my hubby and I did our own projects. You know, the house article, it it mentions in it that staying calm and composed is difficult because of the juggle of our family life and work and a project. Another challenge that it talks about is uh, how difficult it can be to be flexible about your living conditions, you know, one, you know, whilst you're renovating or building because, you know, one Australian respondent actually said she wasn't sure whether her husband really understood how difficult it is for a woman a woman to live anywhere um, without anywhere to get dressed or without anywhere to shower or to do her hair, um, etc., Now, you may be trying to live in your home during a renovation. Maybe you're living on site in a caravan or a shed whilst you build your home because you're trying to save some cash. You might be living with friends or with family or perhaps you're in a rental but you've downsized and you've got, you know, some of your things with you. Some might be in storage. Everything's rearranged. It's all a bit out of sorts. You know, that that alone can be really stressful. You know, I can share loads of stories uh, with what I've seen homeowners actually put themselves through in a temporary living situation whilst building or renovating. And when I say temporary, you know, they might have done it for months or even years whilst they've renovated or built their homes. I know that my hubby and I personally, we've done some interesting things whilst we've renovated our own homes and and also whilst having babies and toddlers, you know, I remember there was one project, our second one, where we moved everything that we owned into two rooms. Uh, we put a lockable door in the actual hallway um, to keep those two rooms secure and hubby then gutted the other half of the house, literally stripped it bare, was open to the elements and we were sleeping in one room and we were eating in a, and living in another room. We had a, a, um, a kitchen set up in the hallway. We were washing up dishes in the bathtub and also you know the bathroom was working so we were able to use it we had the washing machine down in the garage uh just undercover um and you know I was working part-time um I was pregnant with our second we had a toddler um hubby was working full-time and was coming home in the evenings and on the weekends to work on the project and you know it's enough to test anyone uh any relationship and any situation and I lo- I know loads of homeowners do this and you may be doing this at the moment and it's no wonder you know that it's that it's super stressful okay so I, I want to share three mistakes with you to avoid so that you can manage stress and you can save your sanity when you're building or renovating and not get caught out by underestimating this okay so mistake number one is actually just assuming that you won't get stressed because that's just not you all right I think this comes from our it'll be easy magic pill problem you know no one no one's no one is telling you, no one who's trying to sell you something is generally telling you that it's going to be stressful as well. And in fact, I may be doing my business a huge disservice by telling you um, about the, by talking about stress at all. But you know me, I am super honest, um, sometimes brutally so. And so I would rather tell you and prepare you for it and share my experience and the experience that I see others go through and give you the tools to deal with it than just pretend it doesn't happen at all. Okay. And, and as I said, build 
building and renovating can be simplified and you can minimize the stress. It's not just a foregone conclusion that you have to just strap yourself, you know, put armor on yourself and deal with it. Um, Who you have in your corner and how supported you are will have a dramatic impact on how stressful the process is. Okay. So, you know, if you're going to just go it alone and you haven't done the upfront work that we spoke about in the last episode, you're not sure about who the best team is for you. You're always out of your comfort zone. You're investing big chunks of money and you're doing a big construction project that totally impacts where you get to live. It, you know, you're juggling your kids and your family, you know, then guess what? You're going to be stressed. Uh, But if you keep your head in the sand and you say, look, it's just not going to happen to me. I'm not that kind of person. That's only going to make matters worse. It's just going to, it's not going to be a case of if, it's going to be a case of when. But if you've got yourself informed and you're prepared before you start so that you understand the steps that you need to take and the role that you'll need to play, and then you proceed with your project surrounded by a great team, you're feeling supported and guided and prepared, then you'll naturally operate more confidently. You'll behave more confidently. You'll be in more control. And the stress will be significantly lower as a result because of who you're being and how you're behaving. Now, in my six-week program, How to Get It Right in Your Reno or New Home, one of the things that I particularly cover is the specific systems and processes that you can implement to maintain sanity in your project. So if you're listening to this podcast at the time of its release, we're going to be opening the doors to the next round of the program soon. So um, you can let me know that you want to be one of the first to know when the doors open. So keep listening until the end of the episode and I'll share with you how you can do that. And even if you're not listening to it at the time of its release, still listen to the end of the episode, you can hear more about the program and, and decide if you want to be on the wait list to know about when it's next open. Now, mistake number two is not making room or space or time for your project. Now, unless you're planning on outsourcing your entire project and all the decisions are making the, all the decision making involved, then you will need to make some time and space for it. A renovation or a new build is a series of steps. So one step after the other, I've said this before, haven't I? Now, they can't be skipped, okay? They actually need to be done by you or outsourced to someone else. And each step takes time. It's just a fact. There's no real way of getting around it. Um, There are different processes in building or renovating that can definitely be packaging up the steps so that you move through them faster. So for example, you know, building a project home, that will mean that you'll pretty much package up all of the design steps into one part of picking the design so um, but it's still something that needs to occur so you know these steps do need to happen and I see the greatest stress come from many homeowners especially couples when they haven't really established who has the time and who's going to be available and who's going to be responsible you know they get into arguments over who's the busiest uh, who has more time to dedicate to the project and hence who should take who should be doing most of the work for it and you know, sometimes there's this argument over the fact that the person who's at home with the kids, be it the male or female part of the partnership, that they'll be the one that takes on that responsibility. But just because you're at home with kids doesn't necessarily mean you have more time than the person working full time. So it's really important that those conversations happen up front. And I, you know, I find too that men and women generally, they need different amounts of time to process decisions and thoughts on the various parts of the process. You know, Women generally work better if they can do a lot of research and preparation prior to starting rather than just being put on the spot to make a decision right then and there. 
yeah, I've actually seen loads of instances during site meetings, for example, where, you know, a builder will be talking to the couple, uh, the three of them will be standing on site, you know, and, and the builder's needing a decision on something. And the male partner is generally quite happy to make a call right then and there based on the information they have available. Uh, but the female partner generally wants time to go away and have a think about it, research her options, um, you know, and then decide. And, and sometimes that's not possible or sometimes everyone's pushing, you know, the other two parties are pushing for a decision to be made now so that things can keep moving. And so she'll feel backed into a corner and overridden and she'll feel like she's losing her voice and she'll lose her confidence as a result. Uh, but if she'd actually been able to preempt the decision, if she'd been able to prepare for it, do that research before that decision even needed to be made, then she'd feel so much less stress in that process and she'd feel so much more in control. And that, that may be familiar to you. That may be a feeling that you're worried about or that you feel might be your scenario. So, you know, it's it's really about you understanding what room, space and time you'll need to maintain your sanity for your project and what decisions you can bring forward by being more prepared so that you don't ever feel like you're backed into a corner and that stress is mounting. Now, I particularly find when I work with women in my online programs and a few good men too, they find that the course is super helpful in getting prepared for their projects. And, you know, this in turn, as I said, ultimately helps them feel confident and excited about their project and the process. And Trina was this gorgeous member uh, of the last round who's planning to build a new home. And she recently shared this with me. She said, how to get it right gave me an oversight into the process of building literally from the ground up. I feel like it's preparing me for the process and streamlining my decisions to ultimately save me time and money. It has instilled confidence in me to find a team that will work for me to build our forever home. I'm going into two architects offices next week and I'm excited about it because I feel confident from taking this course that I know what to ask them in order to choose the right person for the job and I'm armed with a brief that will help me them see our vision as well. How awesome is that? You know, it's so brilliant to hear this Trina and I Trina I know that you listen to this podcast. I can't wait to see your beautiful new home become reality, so make sure you keep me posted, okay? Now, mistake number three is going it alone. Now, if you're outside of your comfort zone and you're doing something that you've never done and you're spending a lot of money and you're changing your home and you're going to spend at least 12 months, sometimes longer in this state, then of course that's a recipe for a stressful experience. You don't have to go it alone, okay? Many homeowners have told me that the best thing about having a great team was that they felt that someone else did the bulk of the worrying for them. You want to find a team that you feel will be personally and professionally invested in your project being a success and in buffering you from the stress that it can bring. And the benefit of their expertise across many projects like yours means that they'll anticipate issues way before they become a cause for stress for you. And it's what you have them on board for, okay? So don't go it alone. You know, one of the things that members love about working with me inside my programs is that they get that personal coaching from me inside our private Facebook groups. And I've got loads of experience to share and I try to be a sane voice of reason to cut through the emotions and the confusion as you get started on your project. And I try and do that in this podcast as well. I try and do it in everything that I put out in Undercover Architect. Try and be the sane voice of reason just to help you navigate your process and your projects more confidently. When you join How to Get It Right, 
there's an onboarding survey that tells me more about you, your home, your budget, your family. And so that as we proceed in the course and as questions come up, you know, I can see and it can help uh, you from to not get sidetracked and to not get not get off track in your process and to really stay on track with your key goals that you've already told me about. And, you know, members have told me that they really appreciate this experience, perspective and clarity um, because it helps them stay focused and stay sane as they move forward in their project. Now, let's look, uh, before we wrap up, okay, let's look at these three things that you can do, three action tips, three sanity savers to start maintaining sanity for your renovation or building project, okay? So you've got the three mistakes to avoid. I want to share three sanity savers with you. Now, the first one is to figure out your risk mitigation strategies. <laughs> risk mitigation, it's one of those fantastic catchphrases that I remember so well from my corporate working life. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that sometimes it's not possible to make the risk you know, you can't eliminate risk all of the time, but you can certainly put things in place to manage or mitigate it, basically to lessen the blow of the risk. And one of the key ways to do this is to actually identify what risks there'll be and how they might cause stress to you, uh, and then see what you can put in place to lessen the blow of those risks. I actually mentioned in a, I think it was in the last episode of last year that uh, a member of the UA community had got in touch with me about finishing her owner builder project. And she'd been you know, reading and following the blog and the podcast during that time. And she shared how she'd actually written a risk strategy up front as a way to deal with stress in the project. And that's a great idea when you're getting serious about your project. I remember having one homeowner um, tell me that she just felt she didn't have it in her to have difficult conversations during her project and that that was going to be a huge cause of stress for her on a daily basis. So she ha she hired a project manager and she's just finished her renovation recently. She said in the entire duration of the renovation project, she had two conversations with her builder directly. Generally, all of her communication was via the project manager. She'd still visit site really regularly, but she'd communicate any dissatisfaction or any changes or anything like that via the project manager. And that helped her manage her risk overall. Now that may be something helpful for you. It may not, but there'll be other things, you know, have, sit down for a bit, ideally with your partner and list out the things that you think might cause stress for your project and might be those risks that will bring up stress for you, okay? Chances are that time blowing out and money blowing out will be at the top of the list somewhere, but there'll be others as well, okay? And the exercise of writing out a list, it can be really helpful in then working out how you'll create strategies to lessen the blow of those risks and maintain sanity overall. It may feel a little bit strange doing it, all right? It may feel a little bit weird, but I think the exercise of naming these these things can just bring them the out into the light where you've actually got an opportunity then to anticipate them and deal with them, put the measures in place that will help you deal with them overall. Now, sanity saver number two is to figure out your communication strategies. Now, one of the main areas that I see stress around is around communication and misunderstandings and problems with communication generally. Now, it may be with your partner or it may be with a team member, but that feeling of confusion of not being understood, feeling like something was discussed uh, but not understood or ignored, you know, all of those kinds of things can cause a huge amount of stress, especially as money's going out the door and it's being spent on your project. And one of the things that I definitely recommend is that you just keep a record of all communications, even if it's a verbal conversation or a phone call that you just jot it down with the date, who it was with, and you file it away so that you can keep track of it 
and track of things overall in your project. And, you know, I find that there's another good way to navigate any differences that you may have with your partner about renovation or building um, your building project is that you actually take some time initially before you start bringing on other people to really establish your brief together and what your main goals are for your project, including the budget that you wish to spend. Okay. So document what, you know, that really well, spend some time with your partner, really nutting out how you need your home to be in order to help you live the life you want to live. Okay. And why is this project even needing to happen? What are your goals for this project? What are you seeking to achieve? achieve. If you can establish that, if you can establish your key priorities, you can work out, you know, what's really key and important to your partner that you might be willing to compromise on. The same thing, what's really key and important to you that they might be willing to compromise on. I generally find that once those those big ticket items are established, there's actually a lot of commonality underneath all of that. And, you know, if you're still struggling with getting on the same page as your partner, then find a designer who's going to be a good mediator for the two of you um, and who can work Work with both of you to ensure that both your needs are met and that you create a home that works for both of you so that it smooths the path overall and one of you doesn't feel like you're having to ultimately compromise or take a back seat in your project. Now, sanity saver number three is to find your tribe. So one of the way, key ways that will save your sanity is to find find tribes. Okay. Find your tribe. So, you know, we humans, we can be a proud bunch. We can find it really difficult to talk openly about things that are challenging us. But I find that it's really essential to have two groups of people around you when you're building or renovating. So one group are the friends who can help out either because they've been through the process themselves, they've renovated or built a home themselves, and they can just understand firsthand what you're feeling on a day-to-day basis. Uh, Or they can, you know, they're awesome because they can take the kids from off your hands, or they can cook you a beautiful meal and take that headache off your hands as well, or they can just listen to your worries. The other group is a group of industry professionals. So, you know, you may have a team that's taking you the whole way through construction. And so you've got that group of people around you the whole way through your project. Um, Or perhaps you've decided that you're going to stop with your designer and your design team at the point of construction and that you're going to manage the construction process yourself and just move forward with the builder. It's really worthwhile having some professionals on board that you can contact, pay an hourly rate to, that you can ask for tips or clarify questions questions or get that second opinion from because that can be really critical in maintaining your sanity uh, and not feeling out of your depth as you move forward on your project. And it's actually one of the reasons that I provide the private Facebook group in the six-week How to Get It Right course. Uh, I actually see an initial hesitancy from people. Um, Some members are not sure if they want to talk about their project in that kind of forum uh, and share their fears and their concerns. But usually, you know, what happens and it's it's amazing to see is that really quickly in the beginning – people start to see how great it is to be part of a community of other people sharing a similar experience and they really love that they benefit from the questions that other people are asking and the challenge that they're sharing and that there's this collective learning experience happening together. So okay remember those three mistakes all right that are going to cause far more stress than you need and that can catch you by surprise. So mistake number one is assuming that you won't get stressed because it's just not you. Mistake number two is not making room or space or time for your project and mistake number three is trying to go it alone. And those three sanity saver tips to get it right 
Uh, sanity saver number one is to figure out your risk mitigation strategies. Sanity saver number two is to figure out your communication strategies. And sanity saver number three is to find your tribe. Now, if you're interested in reading more about the house survey, make sure you head to the show notes, okay? And I'll have a link there. There's actually some interesting commentary in the article from a couples counsellor named Peter Pearson. He and his wife renovated and his professional experience as a couples counsellor actually gave him some interesting insight uh, into the process of how you kind of maintain your relationship whilst you're renovating your building and he shares a couple of strategies that you can use as you navigate your reno or your build to keep your relationship intact so I'll pop the link for that in the show notes Thanks so much for joining me here on the Get It Right podcast with Undercover Architect. Now, the doors to my six-week program, How to Get It Right in Your Reno or New Home, they're going to be opening soon. And this online program is a supercharged way to get the education and information you need to understand the process of renovating or building your home. Plus, get my help and advice on your project. From, you know, the very start of finding out what's actually allowed for your home and your site, through the design process, through how to find the right team for you and check their credentials, you know, through to getting your approvals, the nitty gritty of navigating those things in your design that are really going to make the difference, navigating your budget, getting your project built and how to know that your project is finished and the builder can leave site and you can maintain your sanity throughout all of it. You know, this program will outline the steps that you need to take from start to finish so that your project is a success and your home feels great and you feel great in it. I share the key lessons that I've learned from over 250 of my own projects, many more that I've studied and analysed and more than two decades of industry experience. And so you can understand the pitfalls and the mistakes to avoid, you can skip the heartache and the drama and you can know that your effort, your investment and your planning will all be worth it in your beautiful finished home and I'm there alongside you for your six weeks membership as well to answer your questions and to really rocket launch you further along in your project so to be the first to know when the doors to how to get it right open head to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash waitlist and pop in your email address I'll make sure that you're notified as soon as we open up the program for our next round so that web address again is www.undercoverarchitect.com com forward slash waitlist and I'll also pop that in the show notes. This has been Amelia Lee from Undercover Architect. Thank you for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time.